Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 60 of Jeff Reads' His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we're reading chapter 13 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get on, in touch with me, you can head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com, and right there, there's three ways to contact me on Twitter, by email, on Mastodon, if you're a total nerd, etc. So uh, while you're there, why not consider buying one of my terrible books? That's right. You can own a copy in print of Bringing Balance or... Outland Offworlder. I keep saying Outlander. How bad is that? <laughs> That's embarrassing that I confuse the two. Oof. Ooh, boy. Ooh, sorry. Got a little cough in my throat. One sec. Yeah, a little drink will fix that. So not much has been happening. There's no feedback or anything like that. Apparently most of my listeners are busy with other things, which I totally understand. But, uh, yeah, nothing's been going on here. We've had a pretty, pretty quiet week. Uh, I'm actually recording this on a Tuesday evening. So I just, it is, uh, what, May 5th today. So we had cheese enchiladas for dinner, uh, just to show respect for Mexico, but not that I really know what that holiday is, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, I learned today the French army, or the Mexican army defeated the French army. Is that right? Whatever. I mean... I should know that. I don't. But, you know, in fairness to Mexico, um, I also don't know what, like, Victoria Day is for what, are they, what that means in Canada. So you guys shouldn't feel bad. <laughs> I'm just ignorant of all other countries. You know, I guess I know what Bastille Day is, but I had to read, uh, what's that, Dart, uh, uh, Ah, uh, what was that book? Great Expectations, where it's in France and they keep beheading everybody? Oh my god. I'm, I keep thinking it's Charles Darwin. I'm, this is really... Who the hell did that? Uh, wow, I should know my fellow authors, don't you think? <laughs> well, anywho, yep. So nothing's been going on. Uh, so we're going to do this a little later at night today. No problem. Lar was a little busy on Sunday. Kind of took away my normal time slot, but that's fine. Probably shouldn't be drinking heavily at 1 p.m. anyway on a Sunday. So, And it gave me time to mow the lawn and all that kind of crazy crap. It was a nice day. So, yeah. So today, uh, we have a long chapter coming up. Today we are reading Chapter 13 of Homecoming. Uh, if you remember last week, our heroes arrived at somebody's fancy mansion, and the wife was missing, and the husband seemed kind of creepy, and dyed his hair, I think we established. So today, we are continuing at their house. Uh, so I made a few notes here. Uh, oh, okay, so chapter 13, a little bit long at 170 lines. I think last week it was like 40 lines or something like that, so we got a little bit of a longer chapter. Uh, Henry and Margot have something of a date night, so we're going to have some fun there. We're going to have some mild excitement, not uh, anything outrageous, but there will be magic. I feel like this book's doing okay on the magic ratio, not like uh, not like Offworlder, which had just freaking ages and ages without any magic whatsoever. There, uh, there might have been more paperwork than magic in that book. Ooh, it was so bad. Okay. 
So today, yeah, we're just going to see what Margot and Henry are up to. Uh, I don't have too much to talk about today. Nothing to rant about since I've been at home, you know? So uh, why don't we just go ahead and dive in to chapter 13. So for today's episode, I'm actually switching it up a little bit. Today we're going to be sipping on a delicious glass of Genesee Brewing Company's Springbok beer. It is the greatest beer ever made. Ooh. Mm. Thanks to coronavirus, it is becoming increasingly difficult to find. I know there's one liquor store that seems to always have it, like, all the way late into this, uh, like, spring, you know, but it's kind of far from my house, and it's kind of congested there, so I don't know if I want to go there. I probably would be drinking whiskey tonight, but I'm out. Yep, I finished my last drop of that yesterday, so I gotta hit the liquor store. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow. Ooh, maybe? It's close, but uh, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. And I'm gonna have to buy beer. I have one 12-pack of Genesee Bock, and if I don't go somewhere special to get another 12 or a case, I'm usually buying cases of it, I'm gonna have to start drinking another beer, which I'm thinking might be... You know what I really enjoy? High life in a bottle. That might make me feel better about the world. So maybe I'll do that this week. Get some, get a 12-pack of high life in the, yeah, nice 12-pack of the bottles of high life. Those are classy. You know, it's got a lady on a moon drinking it and out of a champagne flute. It says champagne of beers because it's so good. Yeah, I'm going to have to start doing that, I think, this week. All right, let's see what we got to read here, huh? This sounds like it's going to be a little douchey, but let's give it a go. I've already saw a couple typos, so let's have some fun, guys. And girls, sorry. Guys and girls, right? All right. As soon as the door closed, Margot grabbed Henry's wrist and tugged him away from the door. The room, far smaller and less opulent than the Zins had provided, didn't make her feel safe at all. The, uh, okay. Let's start again. I feel like I'm not reading well already. And it's only my second beer of the night. You know, if I don't count the beer I had for lunch as well. <laughs> as soon as the door closed, Margot grabbed Henry's wrist and tugged him away from the door. The room, far smaller and less opulent than the Zints had provided, didn't make her feel safe at all. After the attack on the Lady Amarath, Margot was not comfortable staying in the manor house. We need to leave now, she said quietly. Seriously? Henry responded, raising his eyebrows. Okay, that made it sound like he was whining. I think it's more seriously, Henry responded, raising his eyebrows. More of a naive, confused idiot kind of response. All right. I don't trust Andreth. Or anyone in this house. house. <laughs> Sorry, little alliterations got me mixed up there. Whoever's doing this knows we're here and will be sitting ducks, Margot explained. Couldn't we just cast a few protection spells, he asked. Margot was growing frustrated. Don't you think they did that when the lords met in Grisfold? Wow, there's a lot of place names in this. <laughs> Well, maybe they weren't the Henry started. Henry, Margot said, gritting her teeth. We are not staying here or in this room. Henry let out a sigh of resignation thanks to Margot's glare. It always worked, she knew. Wow, that's kind of sad, actually. <laughs> Boop. 
They'll have protection spells all around the manor, Margot explained. I, I should be able to get through those. All right, that's boring. <laughs> Where will we go, Henry asked. We'll have to find an inn. Okay, I'll go get Leonid. Margot grabbed his arm again as he started away. Leonid stays. What? We can't leave him to get taken, Henry exclaimed. He isn't a target. He's the son of a northern lord and a former magistrate. We are a target. We represent the king. All those lords were trying to make peace with the king, Margot explained. We need to leave. Looking around the room, Margot ran to the nearest window. The two panes of glass could be open and swung outward, and she did so. Henry groaned. Ugh, the window? <laughs> what the hell's his problem? <laughs> Ignoring him, Margot leaned out the window. There was a short drop onto the stones below that ran along the outer wall of the house. She swung her leg, her right leg, up onto the windowsill, in case anybody was wondering. Did we determine she was lefty? For some reason, I feel like she was lefty. Yeah, so you gotta check the Jeff Reitz's book wiki. Is that a thing yet? Come on, people. <laughs> I'm certainly not writing it, because I don't know what to write in it, obviously. I don't know if Margot's a lefty. She swung her right leg up and onto the windowsill, and dra dragged her left leg up and jumped onto the ground. Turning, she looked back into the room. Lights, she whispered to Henry. Lights, she whispered to Henry, who was begrudgingly walking towards the same window. He waved a hand behind him, and the room went dark. Once Henry had joined her, Margot tried to get her bearings. She couldn't quite remember from which direction they had entered the palace grounds. As if reading her mind, Henry pointed to their right. The road was that way. Okay, she whispered. I'm not whispering anymore. That hurts my throat. <laughs> okay, she whispered. Let me get us ready. With a few quick mumbles and hand waves, because that's how magic works, people, <laughs> Margot rendered them effectively invisible. Her senses were heightened now, and she felt none of the drowsiness she should at this late hour after an earlier firefight. Oh, that's right! They got in like a fireball fight. Ah, while she was reading magazines. <laughs> uh, let me page down now before, uh, since I've already interrupted, huh? Uh, and you know what? I'm going to have a drink of beer. Yes. I don't have to sip this so much as gulp it, do I? Write mm. in with your beer suggestions, because I'm going to be out of Genesee Bach real soon. Although, if I find it at the store, I'm not drinking what you tell me. It, I mean, this is the greatest beer ever. Everybody should have this. Mm-hmm. Mm. It sounds like they sponsor me, which they should. And I wouldn't accept payment, just beer. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. The pair kept low and crept along the wall of the house, still ducking under windows and staying behind shrubs. Regardless of her spell, a trained magician might notice them by the traces of magic surrounding them. Ooh! At the corner of the house, they could once again see the long drive leading out to the cast iron fence in the small city beyond. How do we get through the gate? Margot asked. 
She couldn't see any clear way through, and it remained guarded by an uninterested man who was slowly falling asleep. I could just attack the guard, Henry said, which earned him a slap from Margot on the shoulder. I'm kidding, relax. Margot stared at the guard for another moment at a loss for a good idea. While she could sneak past almost anyone, the physical wall posed a minor problem. Henry, looking to his left, grabbed Margot and said, I have an idea. The pair darted off towards the northern part of the property and away from the gate. Who knows which way they're facing right now? I certainly don't. The northern? I really thought it would be... I don't know. I guess. Whatever. <laughs> I would have said southern or western. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, boop, 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 boop. I mean, I have this, you know, scene in my head, so I don't know what you guys are thinking of, right? Mm, yeah, they're kind of, it's all dark out. They're running. I think there are street lights, probably magic street lights in this city, whatever it's called, because I forgot already. Uh, does anybody know the name of this city? <laughs> mm. All right, let's do it. Mm. Uh Henry stopped a number of paces from the cast-iron fencing, looking out onto a street in a sizable home across from it. What? Margot asked, not seeing what he had in mind. Do you see that tree? Henry asked. He motioned at a massive maple tree <laughs> growing across the street. I do like maple trees, especially all the maple tree helicopters that fall and maple syrup for my pancakes. Is that like only America and Canada who are doing that? The rest of the world's got to get on board. It's delicious. Mm, okay. Um, make sure nobody hears anything around us. Margot uttered a simple incantation and put her hands up to Henry to indicate, So, what now? Now what? <sighs> Not so what now, sorry. Henry smiled at her and thrust both hands rapidly at the tree across the street, sending a blast of energy into its lower trunk. Silently, wood blasted from the tree, leaving a giant gap in its trunk. Wow, that seems wasteful. <laughs> Margot watched as the tree silently began a slow collapse. I feel like it wouldn't be silent. Eh. Falling across the street and crashing silently. Oh, okay, because of the spell. All right. Um, crashing silently into the cast iron fence, destroying multiple segments of it. Henry stepped onto the now ruined fencing and offered a hand to Margot as if to help her across. She made an exaggerated bow and took his hand, starting off onto the street beyond. Drinking break! Ooh! So rare in this book, you know what I mean? Uh. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. Henry led Margot down the unfamiliar streets, seeking out the places still lit. While the walled city was rather small, every similar settlement would feature the usual inns, taverns, and bars. While Henry was exhausted from the day, he had never eaten a proper meal, and a night on the town with the always impressive Margot sounded good to him. Oh, that's nice. After walking a block away from the manor house, he had turned down the road they had taken from the main gate of the city. Oh my god, I hate when I do directions. <laughs> Remembering that they had passed such establishments on the way. He smiled when they came upon a well-lit section of the street 
with multiple noisy, lively establishments still open as the evening stretched into night. The names were the same he saw everywhere. The drunken noodle, the sultry maid, etc. There was even the Sheridan Darkford, which was unrelated to the same chain in his world. Oh, that's hilarious. Because Sheridan... <laughs> Although now we know it's Darkford. Darkford? Darkford. I'm going to say Darkford. Yeah, let's call it that. Henry settled on the Stone and Sky Inn. Ugh, really? I hope that's not from something else, is it? I don't know. I mean, this is giving me the douche chills. <laughs> Which looked reputable enough. Henry offered his arm to Margot, and she smiled as she hooked her arm to throw his through. Sorry. Inside, they found a healthy crowd enjoying food, drinks, and live music performed with instruments he was unfamiliar with, but he assumed would be called a lute, in quotes. How long has he been in the world of magic that he doesn't know what a fucking loot is? What a douche. Let's ask about a room, then we'll enjoy ourselves, Henry offered. Aren't you tired, Margot asked. Are you? Nope. Let's enjoy ourselves in that case. Okay, that's nice. Did everybody follow who was talking? Should I have done voices? Because I'm not gonna. I'm not doing it. All right. I don't want to, like, ruin anybody's idea of what Margot sounds like. You know what I mean? Or Henry, for that matter. I picture... I don't know what Henry sounds like. Eh, who cares? All right. Henry secured their room, returning from the bar with a key and two beers. The pair found a table nearby and sat down. Some chicken is coming shortly, he told Margot, and they toasted to their little vacation together. Oh, that's nice. They're on a date. By the time they had finished the surprisingly tasty chicken... Why is it surprise? Okay. They make everything in this book sound like, wow, it shouldn't be good because it's... I don't know. Magical? <laughs> uh, the pair... Uh, okay. We're both on their third mugs of ale, just like Jeff is on his third beer today. <laughs> Henry... You know what, though? It's spaced out. It wasn't just at dinner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Henry could feel the alcohol in him, making him sway to the band. Seeing Margot starting to sway a bit, Henry stood and offered a hand. Would my lady care to dance, he asked. Why, I would be honored, kind sir, she said with a curtsy, making a show. Henry pulled her close, feeling her push her hips into him. Oh boy. And the pair skipped off into the dancing crowd. Thank God I don't, like, come up with dances. Do you think they have, like, line dances in the world of magic? I shouldn't have brought that up. That would have been a good discussion question. I don't know. Oh, and that's a drinking break. So let's have more beer. Just like Henry, huh? Hmm. We're just flying through this chapter. I feel like I'm putting a little more effort into it tonight, too. The next morning, Margot opened her groggy eyes, trying to determine where she was. After a few moments, she remembered they had stayed at an inn far away from the manor house. The room was nice enough. Henry had clearly chosen an inn that was clean and slightly higher end. It wasn't the Sheridan? Jesus Christ. Is that considered, like, high end? I always think of it as kind of high end. I think the last time I stayed at a Sheridan was in uh, Montreal when I went to a computer conference there. 
and it was okay. You know, it wasn't great. I remember I went the second year they had it at that same city in Montreal, and I stayed in Old Montreal in a Marriott that was fucking rad as hell. Marriott Old Montreal. Cool hotel. Loved it. Okay. Sheridan Montreal? Eh. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. I've stayed in much worse at conferences. Don't get me wrong. Like, fucking, uh, if there's ever a conference that's in Silicon Valley, just don't even bother going. It stinks. All right. Where were we? The room was nice enough. Higher end. The windows had curtains, somewhat moderating the dawn. The bed was soft. And the only mess in the room that she could see were her clothes thrown haphazardly on the floor. She rolled over and gently shook Henry, who appeared to react similarly to the surroundings. Why do I use the word similarly so much in these books? Before uttering an, oh, right. Margot climbed out of bed and slowly strolled to the window. Peeking out of the curtains, she could see the sun had already risen quite high. It is late, she exclaimed, looking at the morning life in the city. They must be wondering what happened to us. She turned to find Henry staring hungrily at her. Oh, God. Well, if we're already missing, I think we can remain missing a little longer, he said, patting the bed. I really think we should get going, Margot said, not believing it herself. Oh, because she's surprised she's saying that? And I really don't, he replied. Ugh. An hour later, gross! <laughs> the two disheveled magicians were walking out of the inn to return to the manor house. Margot felt a bit guilty for having left Leonid there alone, but she reminded herself of his history as a magistrate, regardless of how he was now behaving. She, uh, trying to explain their mad absence would be tricky. She devised a plan where she could explain everything. They heard a tree fall outside. The pair went out to investigate. They thought they saw perpetrators running away. They gave chase and were almost trapped, sneaking around the city while being pursued into the wee hours of the morning. When they reached the gate, the disinterested guards let them pass without any delay. As they approached the house, she could see Leonid and Andreth step out from the front door. Henry, let me do the talking, she said. Okay, he responded. <laughs> I have a plan. Just follow my lead. When they were close enough, Margot was shocked when Leonid ran and hugged her. Where were you? he cried. We thought you had been taken. Well, last night, she began... We went out dancing, Henry interrupted. Turning to Andreth, he pointed with a thumb behind him. Did you see that tree? Looks like it ruined your fence. <laughs> Andreth frowned at Henry, responding. I'll see that one time I spelt it right. Yes, I did. I wonder how that happened. Hooligans would be my guess, Henry offered, smiling. Are we having lunch soon? A bite to eat might be good before we take a look at your dining room. My dining room, Andreth asked. Yes, where your wife disappeared, Henry said. The conversation continued as the four walked back into the house, and I so soothingly did not make you guys have to hear any of it. <laughs> uh, but Margot missed much of it when Leonid started questioning her. Did you really go out dancing, he asked. Sighing, she replied, yes, we did. And the tree? Margot just shrugged. Apparently he didn't need her plan. What happened here? Anything? 
It was some surprise that you weren't here any longer, but that is all. I was given a tour of the grounds. It was pretty unremarkable, except, spelled so wrong I can't even barely make it out, except perhaps the aviary near the stables. He trains crows. I didn't even know you could do that. Can you? (laughs) I feel like that's strictly pigeons. I don't know. I feel like, too, that I'm past 170 lines. Anybody know? I'm not sure. Oh, I think we're good. Um, That is pretty odd, Margot agreed. Did you see the dining room? Leonid nodded. The spiral is still on the ceiling, just like at home. Hmm, we still have much to do here, Margot said. And that ends chapter 13. So that wasn't an altogether boring chapter. I think it was pretty fun, right? I kind of thought more would happen during it when they snuck out of the house, but all they did was knock a tree down. I mean, uh, that was kind of dull. But I guess it was nice they found some nightlife. I mean, I wouldn't do this. (laughs) That sounds terrible. I mean, (laughs) after a freaking car ride, yeah, I just want to take a nap, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's bad stuff, but... uh, I don't know. It was a little bit exciting. Uh, Wow. We had some not-so-implied sex acts, I'd say, in this one. Maybe, yeah, maybe some drunken activities the night before and then in the morning, too. Woof. Right? That was was a little unexpected that it was (laughs) that explicitly laid out there. (laughs) Woof. Yeah, that that caught me by surprise. But what are you going to do? I guess that still counts as implied because it wasn't like, uh, I don't know, Henry took his pants off and yeah, mm-hmm, that's good. I don't know why I use that as my freaking, uh, now I'm just embarrassed. Ugh. <laughs> All right, well, okay. Anyway, yeah, some... Not-so-implied sex. That was an explicit reference to sex, I would say. Unless you think, like, they spent all that time just, like... Well, they were unkempt when they left, so they clearly didn't spend it taking a shower. Unless that was part of it, but let's assume it wasn't. Okay. Let's not think about it too much. (laughs) That would be funny to write the explicit version of this book, except, again... That's going to have to be fan fiction. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so if we had been running a uh, number of chapters with magic and number of chapters with implied sex, I think we're still about tied right now, don't you? Yeah, it's pretty close. Uh, what else happened? Uh, you know, Henry destroyed a tree. That seemed kind of shitty of him, <laughs> just so they could go out for the night. I mean, maybe they should have attacked the guard instead. That seems like the way to go there. Ah, that kind of sucked. I wasn't happy with that, so... What else? What else is there to say? Not much. Do you like how they didn't really do anything when they weren't there? Uh, That was kind of dumb. Yeah, well, who cares? That's that chapter. What are you going to do? Let's do some discussion questions because my beer's really low. And I don't think I'm going to put another one in here today in this glass. Yeah, I'm classy. I don't drink out of the can. And Genesee Bach only comes in a can, baby. It might come in kegs, too, but... I don't have a kegerator, which that's something I should think about for the basement for sure. Okay. All right. So let's do some discussion questions about this exciting chapter, huh? Okay. Question one. So like I said, Henry freaking destroyed what was probably a 50-year-old oak tree. 
Oh, no, it was a maple tree, wasn't it? To, uh, yeah, just so he could get out of somebody's fence, huh? So uh, my question is, do you like trees? I do like trees. And when they get cut down, it makes me very sad. So like last year, we had a... Ooh, a crab apple, a red crab apple in our front yard, and it was time for it to go. He would lose his leaves every year around June, which is a little early for a tree in North America. So he was not doing well. Very sick. So it was time for him to go. And ah, God, that was devastating to watch him get cut down and just shredded up and thrown in the back of a truck. Bummer. Real freaking bummer. Makes me sad when trees have to go, but... I don't know. On the other hand, like, we had all these bushes that I, ugh, they were so hard to maintain in our yard. And ever since we had them taken out, you know what? The sewer lines really haven't clogged with root damage lately. So I guess that's something, too. Those little greedy bastards keep eating my poop. Yeah. So I have a mixed feelings on trees. Generally positive, though. Generally positive. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, you could probably measure it like an approval rating. Yeah, I, I give trees a 60% approval rating. 70, I'll say. Yeah, I really hate them when I have to clean my gutters. That's about it. All right. All right, second question. And yeah, you know, write in if you were pissed at Henry. That did suck, didn't it? What a mean thing to do. I couldn't have, like, uh, conjured up, like, a giant lamppost or, like, a cell phone tower for him to knock down instead. God damn it. Okay. Second question. So they go to an inn and they do some dancing, right? Okay, so my second question. Name a dance that you're good at. You must be good at one of those dances. At which you're good, whatever, English teachers, Jesus. Name a dance at which you are good. Well, is it at which you are well? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, so if you can think of a dance you can do, let me know. Let me know. I used to be, Laura and I used to be able to swing. We did swing dancing lessons like right after we got married. So not like for our wedding, but uh, I could still do a couple moves of swing dancing, but nothing interesting. I mean, I'm not great at it or anything. So I wouldn't even use that. Uh, and I also feel like I used to be really good at the electric slide. Like really good. Yeah, I could mix up a little, a couple things in there. Um, but what was I going to say? I mean, that's fun, but uh, I don't know. I haven't done that in a while, and I feel like it gets all gummed up by people who don't know what they're freaking doing, which is why I stay out of other line dances, right? I mean, I don't know how to do some of those other ones. I can't even name them because I, well, I don't know the Macarena. That's a line dance, I guess. So I don't get in line for it and fuck everybody up, you know? So, yeah, what's that... Uh I don't know. I'm thinking of one that I've heard a few times. It's terrible, but let's just move on from here. Or uh, what's that? Um, damn it. There's like a country kind of sound in one. It's not a country song. They play it at like normal people music events, you know, not country music events. <laughs> uh, Black, Black Eyed Joe? Is that Cotton Eye Joe? Damn it. <laughs> Black Eyed Joe. I was getting confused with the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can't do that either. So yeah, I think these days, while I'm pretty good at doing the sprinkler, uh, I'm going to say the shopping cart is really where I shine, right? Because you got to try the apple while you're doing the shopping cart. You got to pick up the dog food, you know, you want to eat some crackers while you're shopping too. So yeah, the shopping cart's probably my dance of choice. Yeah, right in with which one you're good at. Um, okay, question three. So I mentioned fucking Sheridan Hotels in the stupid book. Okay, 
Uh, and I will point out, it was, what do I want to say? I mean, the people who are guilty of trademark infringement arguably would be the people in the book, not myself, because I very clearly state this isn't the same chain of Sheridan hotels. <laughs> but am I allowed to use a trademark in a book? All I'm thinking of is like on TV, they got to put gaffer tape over, you know, the brand or the toe of somebody's sock. So I'm wondering, can I say Sheridan in a book without getting sued? Or am I going to get like a cease and desist letter in this fucking podcast? That would be hilarious. <laughs> then I'll have to release this episode with Sheridan bleeped out. I didn't write down any of the timestamps. I'll have to make notes of it when I do the editing. Yeah. Yeah. Can you use it? I think you can use a trademark. Why couldn't you? I, well, you know, it might make this uh, a hard to produce movie now, though. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of talked about it. I think Sheridan's a nice hotel chain. I feel like it's fancy. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, so can I use other trademarks? Can Nike appear in this book without me getting sued? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, write in if you're a lawyer. Give me some legal advice for free. I'm not paying anything. And any lawyers who write in should go to jeffreadsbook.com and buy a copy of the prequels to this book. That's right, people. And while you're there, why don't you drop me a line? Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. Uh, you can reach me on Mastodon in the Fediverse at Get Ready For It. Jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. Hard to figure out, maybe? Go ahead and go over to jeffreadsbook.com and there's a link there. Also, you can send me an email at jeff at rainbow-100.com. Very exciting. Yes. Uh, so I think that about does it for this podcast. You know what? It went a lot faster than I thought it would. And so I think tomorrow morning I will try to edit it and we got to get this bastard out. Didn't you see that last week's episode did come out a little earlier, right? It wasn't like Friday afternoon at 4.30 when I finally decided to upload it. No, no, no. It came out on like a Wednesday, I think. So I'm going to try to get this out on a Wednesday tomorrow. Okay, people? So a little bit of editing. Got to drop in the music. Got to bleep out Sheridan in case I get cease and desist orders, which I'm not going to do because I'm lazy. I also said Marriott in this fucking podcast, so whatever. I might have stayed at a Sheridan in Santa Clara, California, too, which is Silicon Valley, which sucks balls. Never go there. I'm not sure. I feel like it might have been a Sheridan now that I think about it. Yeah, who gives a shit? I'll never go back. Ugh, what a hellhole. Um, yeah, if you live, if you don't live in Silicon Valley like you live anywhere else in the United States... Yeah, it's better. Just, <laughs> just is. <laughs> anyway, I think that wraps up our podcast. So uh, I guess um, I'm going to let everybody go. Uh, try to stay safe. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, spring is coming if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. And uh, if you're not, um, get outside before it gets cold as balls. And until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.